0: You're listening to News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody, where Kelly Devine is filling in, guest hosting today for Anthony Neary, and we got our boy Andrew on the board, and now joining us in studio, and I always love when he's in because he's a fellow New York Yankees fan. (laughs) So we were uh, talking about the state of the Yankees. Ward 5 City Councilor Ben Travers. Good morning, Ben morning. Go Yanks. Yeah, absolutely. You th- and I was, you, th- you were at Old Timers Day last
1: year. you think you're going to make a game this year? We'll see. We went down to Old Timers Day with my dad and my five-year-old. We got there, went to the ceremony, and then it started pouring rain. There was maybe a three-, four-hour rain delay, I was telling you. My dad also is religious about not wanting to leave the game early. So even though the Yanks were getting blown out, we stayed all the way to the bitter end and having my five-year-old at the stadium for, I think, almost eight hours – uh, he was ready to go, but would love to have him back down this year, hopefully for a win is <laughs> your dad Does your dad live down in that area? I grew up upstate New York in the binghamton area, so he drove drove down from there is
0: binghamton and then we 'll get to some some local issues but is binghamton is that the the where Billy Martin moved to where he ended up uh, having the crash outside of his house and dying
1: yes uh my um Social studies teacher in high school was the one who signed Billy Martin's death certificate. Oh, wow. A little trivia there from my past. On Christmas Eve or Christmas
0: night it happened.
1: Exactly. Had a farm up there.
0: Yep. Yep. All right. Now let's get to the local issues. Uh, Ben, first of all, and you're running for re-election. How's the campaign going? I drove around Ward 5 the other day, and I have to say uh, I saw a lot of uh, Ben Travers signs.
1: Good. I think the campaign (laughs) is going fairly well. Uh, I have a progressive opponent in the race. The progressive party is working very hard in the south end, as they are across the city. So I certainly have my work cut out for me. But I think I've gained the trust of a number of my neighbors here over my first term. And I feel pretty good going into town meeting day next week.
0: And let's talk. Last night, there was a a, a work session of the city council in regards to the issue that's exploded in Burlington over the last weeks here, which is Decker Towers. Um, I've read the report on it in seven days. Kelly was there. Uh, there were residents there who were, who were basically pleading to the, to the city for help, and I know Jane Nodell was there as well. What, what, did you, what did you take out of that work session on Decker Towers?
1: Yeah, well, we had the work session last night. I saw Kelly as well over the weekend. Joan Shannon and I held a, a pizza event there with about 30 different residents in the building, and I've, I've visited the building before. And the living conditions there right now are very sad. Um, And they're sad, really, because of a select few that are in that building that are making it very difficult for folks to live there. The vast majority of the tenants in that building are are peaceful, law-abiding people looking for stress-free living. There are some tenants in that building, though, that are using it as a hub for drug trafficking. They're using it as a black market for uh, retail theft. Uh, And they're inviting people into the building that don't belong there, that are making life hell, uh, for other residents in the building, and, and we need to shore that up for them.
2: You know, I was particularly impressed uh, both uh, at the event that you hosted on Saturday, Ben, which I was very grateful to attend, so thank you for doing that, as well as last night. I mean, there's a group, this resident council, uh, and Kathy is, I guess, the president of it. She spoke. This the first resident council of a group in, in public housing in Burlington, and these people, five or six of them showed up last night. I want to give a shout-out to Victoria, who told me she's an, a faithful listener of the show. So thank you for listening, Victoria. And, um, you know, these people have just taken it on their shoulders to try to help make life better for all of the residents in the building. I just was really amazed at them. The thing that really shocked me, because I did have to leave a little bit early, but I continued to listen when I late, left, was the report out, by the executive director, Stephen Murray, about not only the atmosphere that's been created, but the amount of damage that's been done to the buildings by, you know, some of these tenants.
1: Yeah, uh, that was in response to one of the questions that I asked, not just the cost of the damages that are done by the tenants, but also they've had to spend a ton on on legal fees and court costs in order to evict bad tenants. This is a budget that Burlington Housing Authority that runs the building uh, public housing agency doesn't necessarily have available to them. I certainly support them taking the steps they need to get bad actors out of the building. Um, but it's not going to be sustainable for them. And as it is, um, because the building is in such tough shape, they're not bringing new folks into the building to yep. fill uh, vacant apartments. Yep. So we need to turn the corner such that BHA can turn the corner and uh, shore up their... Uh, ledger as well with respect to the building
2: can i ask you one legal question ben since you uh, i know you work uh in your day job as an attorney so i've been very particularly concerned about this uh bill up at the state house which would give people's housing status put it as a protected class and it has passed through the senate and crossed over i don't know uh you know the extent of this kind of civil liberties thing but i can't help but thinking think that for what these folks are facing, if housing status becomes a protected right, and we heard that they have anywhere from like you know dozens to close to a hundred people sleeping in their stairways what would what could be the outcome for those folks as they try to um you know move forward with cleaning up the building if housing status is is becomes a protected right?
1: Yeah, so um, there's a Homelessness Bill of Rights that the legislature is considering right now. It's a bill that the legislature has considered for multiple sessions in a row now, and and what it would do is it would stand up your housing status as a protected class, no different than, say, uh, your race or your religion or your gender or if you have a disability. Um, Look, our, our homeless population needs additional help and additional support, and there's a lot more that we need to do here in Burlington and as a region and as a state to support them. Uh, one of the concerns that I would have, though, about standing up homelessness as a protected class is, you know, sometimes folks are just down on their luck, and that's the reason why they're homeless. You know, sometimes there's some reasons behind it that, uh, you know, may, may be a good reason to, for example, not necessarily offer someone a job if they came in to uh, apply for one. And my concern would be the sort of liability that it could potentially open folks up to because... You know, you may not be making an employment decision, for example, based on someone's housing status. You may be making it based on whatever the underlying issue is. Um, but nonetheless, you end up with a lawsuit in your lap because homelessness has been stood up as a protected status.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much a, a, a big part of what I testified to. I've testified on that one three or four times.
0: We're talking to Ward 5 in Burlington City Councilor Ben Travers. If you have a question for Ben, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888 uh, and Ben, I want to go back to decker, decker Towers for a moment um, we talked about you talked about evicting the bad actors there that are causing making life miserable for the other tenants um, and I know, having talked to people involved here that it's the eviction process took them a long time though it took in some cases up to a year uh then there are advocates who want who support just cause evictions. Um, the legislature does not seem ready to take those bills up. I know Montpelier is considering one now. Do you Are you a supporter of just cause evictions, and do you think that helps the process, or does it make it even harder to remove bad
1: actors, drug dealers, et cetera? Yeah, well, as you know, Kurt, um, before I joined the city council, there was a question put on the ballot in Burlington to change our charter to allow for just cause eviction. And Burlington voters supported that. And that matters now up on the wall, as they say, in Montpelier for them to address. As of yet, they have not. Um, If the legislature acts on it, then then it will come back to Burlington for the city council to consider. I'm chair of our ordinance committee, and so no doubt we'll have to take it up. Um, would love to hear from different stakeholders and take testimony at that time as to the potential opportunities and challenges that that would face. But you're right. You know, My concern, my main concern about it would be the extent to which um, it would create sort of knockdown, drag-out legal fights <clears throat> over matters where um, there's good reason uh, to, to get folks out of a building like the good reasons that exist at a place like Decker Towers. Uh,
0: last night, so what do you – What's ultimately, what do you think came out of the work session last night on Decker Towers? Do you think there is a commitment from the city, from the Weinberger administration to, uh, you know, to team up with the board? There's a a, a new board, basically, or a board of a uh, number of new people on the Burlington Housing Authority board. It looks like Jane O'Dell may be the chair of the board. They have to elect him, but it looks like that may happen. And they think they're going to come up with a plan right away this week. What do you think came out of that? Is that what?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the most important thing out of last night's working session, as well as the seven days reporting, as well as the events that we have been hosting there in the building, is that this is very clearly on our radar now. And I should say it's not just an issue in Decker Towers. We've also heard from residents of other affordable housing communities in Burlington that they're also suffering from, you know, really becoming some of the epicenters in our community of, of our biggest public safety issues, drug trafficking, being a black market for retail theft. So it's, it's certainly on our radar in a way that it hasn't been historically. I think that there's a lot of small investments that we can make that would have a big impact in this building, and I know the city is looking for ways that it can help Burlington Housing Authority in freeing up some financing and resources to address those issues. And then there's bigger issues for both Decker Towers and our whole community to address public safety, to continue to address recruitment and retention problems at our police department, to take a look at our trespass ordinance, for example, as to how we can give folks greater tools to address the problems in their building.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree more, and it really puts a fine point on, you know, the, the, the reality that when you don't have, when you have a public safety issue, some of your most vulnerable people are the most impacted.
0: Let's go to the phones. Caller, you are on the morning drive with Ben Travers, Ward 5 City Council. Well, you're talking about this just cause eviction and all that in Burlington, whatever happened to people signing a contract with a rental agreement, my concern there would be if we provide them attorney an attorney to represent them and represent the city as well, that kind of act as a mediator, they could review the contract and the terms and conditions of the contract. And if there is a violation of the contract, a breach of contract, it's clearly explained, and that's it. Done deal. You're out or you're in.
1: Ben? Yeah, I mean, I think we've heard as we hear this term just cause eviction that for some people that term eviction in this context is, is a bit of a misnomer. Um, you know, typically when we think about eviction, it's when you're taking steps to remove someone in the middle of their lease. And I think that's what a caller is talking about in terms of a contract here, which would be a lease agreement. You know, just cause eviction, the way it was put on the ballot, the way that um, Montpelier is considering it right now, um, is something where when you get to the end of your contract, you get to the end of your lease term it would place additional restrictions on a property owner's ability to uh, change tenants or decide to go into a different direction. And as I mentioned before, uh, there are some concerns around going in that direction.
0: Let's go back to the phones. Caller, you're on the air with Burlington City Councillor Ben Travers.
2: Hi, good morning. I'm listening to the program and my comment is until the general mindset in this country um changes as to in thinking that everybody's entitled to everything and excusing things instead of making them responsible for their actions this is never going to change people are allowed to get away with everything and it just creates more um uh, difficulties for everybody and um I'm hopeful there will be a day of reckoning. That's all I can say. So thank you for trying to help everything.
0: All right. Thanks. And everybody remember when you call in, turn your radios down.
2: Turn your radio (laughs) down.
0: Uh, Ben, let me, in regard to that, let me ask you a question. And I, Stuart Ledbetter, great Stuart Ledbetter, who's retiring, uh, who just retired. um, One of the last programs he did was he had uh, Karen Paul on and Joan Shannon on before C.D. Madison had joined the race. And he asked both of them, has Burlington become too permissive? And I think that's what the caller seeming was alluding to: Is Burlington too permissive? Is it now? Has it become? Have people sort of realized like it's it's okay to break the law in Burlington? It's okay to set up encampments, to violate ordinances. It's okay to to shoot up drugs if there's not going to be any consequences?
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think. One of the biggest problems that's going on in Burlington right now is that we are dealing still with significant staffing issues in our police department. I mean, I remember a time I live in the south end of Burlington, where coming home from work downtown, it was a regular sight to see a police cruiser parked in the elementary school parking lot or cruising the streets of the south end. And you know, hopefully, you never needed them, but you, you knew that they were there. And now, people in our community you know, don't don't know that they're there. And the folks in our community that also know they're not there are the folks that are engaging in bad acts. Um, and I think that what we've lost is, is the fear of, of getting caught in Burlington. Burlington used to be sort of a no-go zone for drug traffickers. So we, we need to continue to address, again, the recruitment and retention issues within our police department, really shore up our public safety. And we need to sort of reinstill in folks a, a fear of getting caught uh, because right now that doesn't exist.
2: Yeah, and I, you know, I think Chittenden County wide too. It's what is the philosophy, prosecutorial philosophy? What is the backlog in the courts? I think those are other important things that hopefully uh, uh, we can have some kind of voice on and, and speak more as a region or, uh, you know, on a statewide level to talk about that. Because one of the things you hear from police is if they arrest people for some of these more minor crimes that there isn't really an outcome or people are waiting a long time for those consequences beyond arrest to be realized. And I think that's a very real challenge. Do you agree?
1: I do. And I mean, one of the main issues that we heard from folks in Decker Towers is that you'll have someone in there who's engaged in drug trafficking. You'll have someone in there who's you know, using it as a black market for goods that they've stolen off of church street. For example, the police may show up, they may get arrested. And then you see the person back in there the next day or the next week. Um, I know that, as you just mentioned, in large part, that's because of a huge, you know, thousands worth of cases backlog that we currently we have in our criminal docket here in Chittenden County. We need help from the state. We need help from the judiciary to help uh, address that issue.
0: Back to the phones. Caller, you're on the air with Ward 5, Burlington City Councilor Ben Travers.
2: Hello, everyone. Um- um, ben Travis just mentioned that there's still a shortage of police officers at the at the department. Um, so I'd like to ask him if he can explain why there were two police officers in uniform at a private event guarding or doing security for the speaker. Thank you.
1: Well, I don't know uh, who we're necessarily referring to as as the speaker, so I don't know the exact event that's being referred to here necessarily. Um, But there's no doubt that the Burlington Police Department is still struggling with recruitment and retention issues. There's a pretty significant gap between the existing folks that are working here um, and our capacity to hire up to. Uh, I think that we've started to turn the corner on this. Just in December, we hired six new police officers, uh, but there's still a long ways to go. In Burlington, for example, because of our staffing issues, we, we lost our street crimes unit. This is really the eyes and ears of the police department. We have a plan to now staff that up in the coming years, um, but uh, we need to keep moving forward in that progress.
0: A few other issues we want to get to before uh, time is up, Ben. One of them is, uh, just quickly, we've had a couple candidates come on and and say, that at least hint that they didn't want to keep Chief Murad in. And we know that mayoral candidate uh, Chris um, uh, Emma Mulvaney-Stanick said in seven days, she came as close to saying that she would not reappoint him as, as we've heard. As a city councilor, uh, do you support Chief Murad staying on as the permanent chief if he is uh, brought forth for reappointment or not?
1: It's ultimately a decision that's up for the mayor, as, as is the decision for any department head. Um, if either one of the candidates were to reappoint Chief Miraat, I would support him.
0: But do you do you think he should be reappointed?
1: I think that Chief Murad has done a great job under difficult circumstances for our police department. Uh, you know, as I mentioned actually before here on this show, he didn't come to Burlington to become our police chief. There were two folks ahead of him that left under unforeseen circumstances. He was thrown into a situation at a time when departments across the country were dealing with significant staffing issues, Burlington uh, particularly so. I think that he's done a really commendable job in trying to turn the corner in terms of what's happening at our police department. And as I mentioned, if, if either of the mayoral candidates, if they get in there and they were to reappoint him, I, w- I would support him. And uh, last night you also heard
0: about Memorial Auditorium. Can you tell us that's this big issue that's been sitting there for a long time now too for quite a number of years, uh, derelict building. What did you hear last night, and what do you think we need to do about Memorial?
1: Well, uh, let me say this. First of all, I know there's many people in our community that have really strong memories of attending concerts in that building. My family and I have been in Burlington now for a little over 10 years, and I've never known it as that building. My family and, and many people in Burlington have really only ever known it as uh, an eyesore, unfortunately, here, and it's becoming even more so as an eyesore as it's been shut down. There's no activity in life in that building. It's been tagged with graffiti repeatedly, and we need to find a way to address it. I think we've really exhausted the options available to us in terms of what kind of public monies can we put towards that building to try to shore it up. We've now had a development team come forward to express interest in potentially developing you know, that whole block in a public-private partnership, hopefully to retain some sort of community space, but also... Uh, maybe build some additional much-needed housing, um, and so last night we heard a presentation about how we're going to lean into exploring that option that's been presented to us.
2: Yeah, that's great. You also have uh, you know other exciting things happening down in your district. I, I drove down there uh, recently and saw the sort of the the nicely paved parkway coming up, and then you, I know you also recently heard about you know, kind of the next phase of development of the South End uh, Innovation District. That's I think that's a real positive thing. Where are you on that?
1: Yeah, so I mean, historically, all of Pine Street in Burlington has been zoned as an enterprise light manufacturing district that is uh, closed off to any housing opportunity. Um, but right now you have some areas that have been surface parking lots for many, many years that no one's building light manufacturing on. And at a time where we need more housing, why not open up those opportunities? Uh, we did that last year in creating what we're calling the South End Innovation District, which is going to open up the opportunity for really thousands of additional housing units, Last night we saw an exciting presentation about what our plan is to tear up those parking lots and how we're we going to put in streets there, how we're we going to put in sidewalks and bike paths, where we're we going to place buildings, where we're we going to put in stormwater infrastructure and open spaces. I'm, I'm really excited about what's to come, but uh, we're just at the beginning of that discussion.
2: Yeah, I think it's great news.
1: We're going
0: to take one quick phone call. Caller, you're on the air, but just make your question concise. Ben Travers. Well, Oops. I guess not. We lost him. All right, Ben. uh Thank you. Actually, you know what, Ben, as I've been doing with other candidates, give take 30 seconds and give uh, Ward 5 residents your best pitch on why you they you deserve their vote and um, tell them where they can contact you if they have a question or maybe want to make a contribution.
1: Sure. Um, well, you can find out more about my campaign at, at bentravers.com. My wife and I, as I mentioned, moved to Burlington a little more than 10 years ago. We've been renters and homeowners in the South End. We love our community. Uh, we love our kids. Um, I got an eight-year-old, a six-year-old and a two-year-old. And that's originally why I decided to run for city council a couple of years ago was, was for them, uh, over the last couple of years, I think we've really worked hard to try to turn the corner on some big issues that are ahead of us, like in terms of drawing up our public safety, uh, like in terms of addressing the housing and affordability issues that we have here in Burlington, we have a lot of turnover coming up on the council right now even though i'm just finishing my first term right now with the people that are stepping off if i'm re-elected i'm suddenly gonna be the third most senior person on the city council uh... i think that experience and knowledge even though it's just one first term here is is really important uh... for us to continue to make progress on the issues that we've been dealing with so i'm hopeful to secure the support of my neighbors i I hope that i've gained their trust over the last couple years and if anyone as always has any questions please feel free to reach out to me directly by email Uh, By phone. It's posted on the city website and would look forward to hearing from you. And you are encouraging
0: your voters in Ward 5 to support Joan Shannon for mayor?
1: Yes, Joan Shannon for mayor.
0: All right. There he is. That's Ben Travers, the Burlington Ward 5 city councilor, up for re election a week from today. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.